0: chair detectives hi i'm rebecca i'm sarah and i'm Allie, and you're listening to desk chair detectives hi there hello hi how are you that's doing
1: <laughs> i know i feel like tired today
0: me too i slept for uh like 12 to 13 hours last night oh that's me nice too. so hello. good <laughs> I was drinking during the day so when I got home I just like good night yeah yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) on Friday I went to that uh, hockey game and there was a child coughing directly on the back of my head the entire time and today I woke up with a stuffy nose no it was like like disgusting like yeah yeah
0: oh gross I felt bad. Stay
1: home. Right? Every time that kid coughed, I went, I was <laughs> And <Let's keep. laughs> Rebecca, I think that Allie and George were trying to pull one over on me because I show up to this game and it's, <laughs> it's Allie Virgolito, her boyfriend. Hey, Allie. Hey, Andrew. <laughs> and then this man, I'm like, that's George. <laughs> It, George was there and he, no, he and was not George <laughs> it was it he, he would not show me his license
0: it was so funny because I saw Andrew on um Saturday and we talked about the game and he was like she was fully convinced that I wasn't that wasn't what I was saying I was She was, was like I didn't even really think we looked that much alike and all the friends were like no not at all I'm like really <laughs> I mean I've only met George twice yeah. maybe yeah that's why I, I was like well she has not met george too many times and you guys do look very similar so someone who doesn't know you you guys probably look exactly alike george was
1: claiming to be his brother but the Mm. oh wait wait brother brother wasn't showing me his license
0: that's why yeah why not just show me the license exactly why Why do you have to be sketchy about it
1: yeah fake
0: george huh okay i have this very recent photo. Oh, you can't even see it. But that's the two of them. So in the
1: which one's George? The one with more of a beard? Yeah. Well, not the not the one on the not um, the big beard, the middle beard. So the one on the middle was the one at the game.
0: This is George. This is this is Andrew. He was at the game. I think it was George. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> They all look similar. The, the, the one, like the one that you didn't point out, he's just pale. That's the only reason. Uh, yeah. why. He... Oh yeah, they all look so similar. And Pete apparently used to Pete's uh, the paler brother, but he used to get super tan too. So I was like, I can't imagine. I was just knowing all say, three of them if and he trying was to tan, tell them apart if I didn't know them that well. Yeah. yeah. If he was tan, they would all look exactly the same. Yeah. I can I can see your um your confusion, Sarah. yeah for for not knowing knowing. for not knowing them
1: either very nice man he was very nice
0: he was funny i had the video that
1: yeah i
0: did you see what was that i wasn't sure if you wanted to talk about the video that you posted where he sprinted away i was like where is he going (laughs) him
1: and so andrew and andrew double andrews i just wish they're
0: both named andrew
1: yeah i just wish I liked anything as much as they liked hockey. They were so cute, hugging each other, and (laughs) like, I don't even know where Andrew went. There were there were a lot of um, they were playing a Los Angeles team. This is now a hockey Mm -hmm. podcast. They were playing a Los (laughs) Angeles team, and so unqualified
0: (laughs) for this. (laughs) Yeah, really.
1: Um, I wore red and black. Oh, good.
0: That's good. That's a start.
1: Get away from me with your tire. (laughs) She's got this like tire toy with a treat in it. And now she wants to play with me with it. Go away. Take it and go. Skedaddle.
0: Get away from me. Um, Mommy loves you so much. Get away from me. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It was just funny. Like there was a lot of like LA fans by us, and everyone was like talking smack. Yeah. As far as sports games go, I will say this one did entertain me a bit because it was like not looking good for the Devils. And then they tied it up and then they went into overtime and won.
0: Yeah, um, that, that's what Andrew told me. I was like, was it a good game?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was Andrew assuming from what you guys
0: are posting.
1: The Andrews taught me what a power play was. I was very excited. I learned uh, sports talk. Nice. Sounds like yeah. a fun time. I did not get a foam finger. No, uh, not this time. No, I got one last time I went, but I think it's in my storage unit.
0: <laughs> so, next time. That was a different <laughs> tribute about hockey, but I literally know not a thing. Yeah, I really don't know much about it, but it is yeah. Enter- entertaining.
1: Yeah. Um, I like the fights yeah the fights were fun i will say you know there are certain elements of the of a i think specific to a devil's game that i do not like like they're all just there you know living their sports dream right like these people are trying so hard these professional athletes and everyone's so mad when the other team scores and like oh you know shut up they're gonna win but then the second that the devil score, they start playing this song, and everyone goes, "You suck!" to the other oh, team, yeah. and I don't like that. Why? Because it's just like, like poor sportsmanship. I think.
0: Well, also New Jersey, um, true. We're like that, Rebecca. I'm just like so surprised you're not a hockey person because I feel like you would be like really intense i've just like never really gotten into hockey before like football's my my sport okay that's another but, one i could see but um i don't know like one of my really good friends is like a season ticket holder for the Devils. shout out mary adams if you ever listen to this um <laughs> mary. And she, she's a huge devils fan she goes to so many games and when she talks to me about hockey when i mean not that she does it often because i really have no idea what she's talking about but i'm like (laughs) yeah go devils woo! but like i literally know nothing about it but i mean i i would go to like high school hockey games and they were kind of fun so like i can imagine like professional hockey games are like real real fun
1: i think the closest (laughs) thing i can relate it to and i think we were talking about the last time we were talking about sports is like Like, when I go to a Taylor Swift or a Harry Styles concert, I feel like that (laughs) level of enthusiasm that I have is the same that, like, these sports fans have.
0: Well, as someone who is, like, a huge Giants fan and who goes to Giants games, I would say my personality at a Harry Styles concert and my personality at a Giants game are completely different. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. Like, at a Harry Styles concert, I'm, like, super emotional and, like, cryy but at yeah. Giants games so I'm like angry
1: we went to a Harry Styles concert together and I'm pretty yeah. sure like you might have permanent fingernail yeah.
0: in that like, anytime <laughs> it was like a song that I loved I would, I would just that like bizarre. I would and like I, I have an issue I like to hit people I'm like oh my god <laughs> oh. <laughs> different different kind of emotions same yeah. like level of excitement but like the emotion <laughs> the, the raw emotion is different
1: yeah 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 all right I mean, were, that's were, sports that was sports <laughs> with sarah Rebecca and allie
0: back to murder
1: back to murder <laughs> so i'm just gonna jump right in
0: okay. allie
1: you inspired me to think about this case last week
0: oh
1: you were telling us about the beauty queen killer okay it, like um you'll see why it reminded me of this one um spoiler alert it's a spree killing
0: (laughs) oh okay
1: (laughs) um so when i first heard about this person well like okay so i heard about this person because i watched the fx they had the american crime story about this um and the specific one was the assassination of Gianni Versace and like until that point I only knew that like some random guy went up and shot him right I didn't know that um it was really like the tail end of a killing spree that started three months earlier
0: yeah I didn't know either until I watched it right and it was really good good. everyone everyone should watch did you watch it Rebecca I was just gonna say I didn't know this till right now Oh, yeah. Well,
1: you're in for it. And it's Ooh. hard for me, like, I, I think I've told you guys how, like, much of a Gleek I was. Like, I <laughs> literally went to, like, the Glee concerts and, like, yes, <laughs> yes. I had made a Glee scrapbook. <laughs> Obsessed with this! Do I'm you still cynical. like
0: Darren Criss now?
1: <laughs> oh, I love, I love Blaine Warbler so much. <laughs> so to, he plays person i'm going to tell you about today andrew cunanan. cunanan i struggle saying his last name and also i have stuff you know so it's just gonna sound terrible
0: um
1: <laughs> but he plays him in the show and he does such a good job i'm like how did my beloved blaine play a psychopath
0: so Man many like, talents yeah,
1: yeah right um so i'm gonna start off by telling you a little bit about andrew andrew is like the theme of this
0: episode this, this episode brought to you by both the andrews every, an-
1: every every andrew, andrew ever <laughs> name andrew this episode is sponsored by andrews <laughs> um, so he was andrew's, andrews everywhere um he he this one gives andrew a bad name um so he was born in august of 1969 in california and he was the youngest of four children can you hear pepper
0: Mm -mm.
1: she's literally under my chair wrestling (laughs) with a tire (laughs) um his parents were of filipino and italian descent his dad was filipino and his mom was italian and andrew's father modesto right there is a Warner. um <laughs> was an active member in the united states navy and served in the vietnam war and after leaving the navy he settled down and became a stockbroker
0: you're gonna say a stalker a stalker
1: maybe <laughs> you never know <laughs> as a child andrew's father took special interest in his son andrew was super smart and his brother once said in an interview with diane sawyer that at age ten, Andrew read and memorized an entire set of encyclopedias. What? Uh,
0: okay. Yeah, when, I was free 10, time.
1: when I was ten, I tried to read Harry Potter and read the same page over and over again. It was like I can't, same. I can't.
0: When same. I was ten, I was reading like Tiger Beat. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: right. Was it Pop Pop something? Pop Sugar something. I don't know. Oh. There was like a pop oh. magazine too. <laughs> Um, he had an IQ of 147, which is genius level and means that he was in the top 2% of smartest people.
0: Wow. Right. I mean, that explains the encyclopedia thing.
1: Yes. Um, so his father realized how smart his son was and sent him to this wealthy private school in La Jolla, California, which was mostly filled with like extremely rich kids. So Andrew, because Andrew did not grow up super well off, um, <clears throat> sorry in order to fit in he would make up stories about his background and would often change his appearance throughout school to make himself fit in more so he was like, constantly reinventing himself
0: interesting
1: right one of the stories that he would tell his classmates was that his father was an israeli millionaire and fifth avenue aristocrat uh, his nice. dad was from uh, the philippines um, <laughs> It was because of stories like this he gained the reputation as a prolific liar.
0: Mm, giving this, me Anna Delvey vibes, right? I was just going to say it was his mom Anna Delvey,
1: right? <laughs> and this is like a little foreshadowing, uh, I think. But in high school in his yearbook, he was voted least likely to be forgotten.
0: I mean, yeah. Yes. <laughs> what like a cryptic superlative right it's it's so like is they like they knew they knew as a serial killer
1: (laughs) right it's one of those things like is that a compliment or like most (laughs) likely to be famous we had in our school yeah same Mm -hmm. um so while andrew was in high school he came out as gay and there was a lot of rumors that he would like have these friendships with wealthy older men
0: Um.
1: and after he graduated high school he enrolled in the university of california san diego in 1988 where he majored in american history during this time andrew's father modesto deserted his family and fled back to the philippines because he had been embezzling money from his company
0: oh right that'll do it yeah
1: Bye. also at this time andrew's mother who's extremely religious learned of his sexual orientation and found oh, out no. he had been frequenting many gay nightclubs when she confronted him about this they got into a huge argument and andrew actually threw her against a wall resulting in her dislocating her shoulder oh, oh my yeah and it was said that he had a constant lack of remorse and empathy Um, So this paired with his like obsessive lying leads many to believe that he had some sort of antisocial personality disorder, also known as a sociopath.
0: Yeah, he was Mm. for sure a sociopath.
1: Yeah. So after only one year at UC San Diego, he dropped out and moved to the Castro district of San Francisco. Um, That was more accepting. Um, It was kind of like the center of gay culture at the time. Um, And he moved in with his best friend from high school and her boyfriend. Uh, Once settled in San Francisco, Andrew continued on befriending wealthy older men. There were also a few reports of him creating violent pornography at this time. Mm,
0: That's not good. Yeah. It's a choice. It's a choice. Um, He would
1: bounce around from different prominent areas in California and Arizona apparently living off of different wealthy men he also started dealing drugs during this time including prescription opioids cocaine and marijuana uh he went by many different names a few were Andrew De Silva Drew Cunningham, Kurt Matthews Damaris and my favorite Lieutenant commander Andy Cummings is that his uh, poor name I should <laughs> say <go>. yeah. <laughs> Um, He went on living like this for many years. And in 1995, Andrew met a man named David Madsen. David was a Minneapolis architect. (laughs) Um, David was a Minneapolis architect visiting San Francisco. They met in a bar and quickly began a long distance relationship. But it didn't last very long because David felt that there was something off with Andrew telling friends that he was like sensing there was something shady going on with him and so while david was getting sketched out by andrew andrew was going around telling his friends that david was the love of his life oh. yeah um i think i read one article where they said that like david was like the great unrequited is that what it unrequited yeah. love of uh oh. andrew's life
0: yeah I- <sighs> yes things are not adding up well for him
1: (laughs) no so after his relationship with david ended andrew began dating a man named norman blatchford who was again a wealthy older man who had been housing and financially supporting andrew but in 1996 they broke up and this began a downward spiral for andrew um uh, Andrew maxed out all his credit cards and began selling drugs again. Uh, he also started using methamphetamines. Oh,
0: my yeah. oh God. In 1997,
1: friends say that Andrew was abusing painkillers and drinking alcohol
0: excessively. In April... Shut up! <laughs> this part of the podcast is brought to you by Pepper.
1: Pepper's <laughs> dinner time, but she can wait. Um, where was I okay his friend said that he was abusing painkillers and drinking alcohol excessively in April he told his friends that he was leaving California to take care of some business with a former friend named Jeff Trail Jeff was a former naval officer who recently moved back to Minneapolis um, to begin working as a district manager for a propane delivery company jeff had uh, met andrew while he was living in california but had recently tried to put some distance between him and andrew jeff um, had even told his sister that he did not want andrew to come visit and andrew had become really paranoid that jeff and his former boyfriend david because david lived in minneapolis as well god um began seeing each other they were friends but they were not romantically involved, and Jeff actually had a different boyfriend. Um, and it's interesting to me that, like, when he was going out to Minneapolis to take care of business, he only bought a one-way ticket. Hmm. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. So if it was anyone else, I'd be like, oh, maybe you know, was trying to save money or
0: something. Mm, but mm. this man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, So Andrew arrived on Friday, April twenty fifth, nineteen ninety seven, and he was going to be staying at David's apartment. And after he landed, the two got dinner and they went to a nightclub. Jeff had been out of town with his boyfriend when Andrew arrived, but he was actually coming back the next day. And this part, like, kind of differed in different things that I was watching or not watching, things I was reading, and even in the FX thing, like, they took some like liberties. So that was friday saturday i saw different things like that they might have like gotten a fight or they like were at like mutual friends for dinner but anyways at the end of um i think on saturday night jeff told his boyfriend that he needed to have a serious conversation with andrew and he was going to go to david's apartment to talk to him oh no the second jeff entered david's apartment Andrew attacked him with a hammer bludgeoning him to death.
0: Oh what? Yes. <laughs> just, like no pause just went right no. for it. Yeah, no yeah, converse- that, wow. no
1: conversation so like he knew when he was coming over he was going to Yeah. Kill him.
0: Like he had a plan. He can't just say like oh it was just like we got an argument for the moment like you know. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Premeditated. Okay. Yeah.
1: okay. Um Jeff was a graduate of the US Naval Academy in Annapolis and a Gulf War veteran he was described as an upbeat fun loving and compassionate man and it's not clear whether david was actually home during the attack or came home to find the aftermath but it is believed that andrew kept um david hostage for around two days after killing jeff trails oh man um uh today so after the two days andrew took david and david's jeep and left minneapolis the pair was seen um a couple different times like some neighbors said that they like saw them like taking the dog out uh david had a dog um and then another people saw said they saw him on april 29th at this bar like north of minneapolis but a few days after that david's body was found on the east shore of rush lake in rush city mm. minnesota with gunshot wounds to the head and back david was described as an intelligent handsome young man with a promising future he was very driven and he had applied to law school and architecture school and was accepted to both and mm-hmm. he did not have any def- um like defensive wounds um like the only thing they said was that the bullet hadn't gone through his hand at one point so he was trying to like block himself Mm. um sorry (laughs) i'm (laughs) popular it's my mom um on may 3rd andrew took continued in the jeep and drove to chicago where it's believed that he saw 72-year-old Lee Miglin leave a haircut appointment where he probably, or like most likely followed him home from. Um, Lee parked his Lexus in a parking garage, walked across the alleyway, and was in the process of opening his back gate when Andrew struck him over the head with a gun. Andrew tied him up, covered him in a plastic bag with masking tape, but poked holes in it so that he could breathe then he slit his throat with large pruning shears almost decapitating him in the process oh, oh no. yeah yeah um, they also think that Andrew at some point had entered Lee's home um, and be- because they found sliced ham on Lee's desk along with a half eaten apple um, There was also evidence of someone shaving and shower showering in the home. And they said, like, they're not really sure, like, where he actually killed him. My bet would be he killed him inside and then brought him back because they found him in the parking garage. Right.
0: Uh, but, like,
1: there wasn't a lot of blood in the parking garage.
0: Mm. Was there um, blood in, in, like, his place? Uh, I'm not sure because no. it was,
1: like, I, there's also, like, he was, like, in a bag
0: oh
1: oh so i don't know if that but if you're cu- i don't know it's very mm-hmm. this whole thing
0: unclear but awful yeah. yes
1: uh, at first they had no idea who attacked lee and they thought it was just a crime of opportunity it wasn't until they found david Madsen's jeep parked illegally outside of lee's home
0: oh. that they made the
1: connection police had oh my been called <laughs> police because it's also like i'm not good at geography but how far away is minneapolis to chicago and it's not like close at least a couple days drive probably
0: yeah i need to know google it it we can't be made looking a fool
1: well we do that every year we don't know our geography (laughs) so
0: six hour and six minute drive
1: okay so it's like not terribly far but far enough. yeah um so tsh, tsh, police had been called to the home of david madsen when he didn't show up for work um, that is where they found the bludgeoned body of jeff trail rolled in a rug while searching the apartment they found a duffel bag with this idiot's name on it and his address in california and so that's when they started putting the pieces together
0: yeah and yes.
1: at this point I don't think they had found David's body. So they didn't know if like they were in it in on it together, if it was like
0: Right, they were, were kind of yeah. looking for David because like his yep. car was the one that was there. Yeah.
1: And then they found David's body was like Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah. And then they were like, Oh, well, there was that duffel bag that said Andrew on it. Maybe that was oh my gosh. something to do with it. Um <laughs> yeah. So after murdering lee andrew headed off uh in lee's lexus towards new york and on may 5th he checked in at the west side club which was this just seems like very like uh not politically correct but the article it was described as a gay bathhouse uh, <laughs> i don't know if in the late 80s that was still a thing uh maybe but it just sounds weird to me
0: yeah seems a little <laughs> off yeah someone correct us yeah but okay let's, yeah. let's roll with it
1: yeah <laughs> on may 7th he decided to stop in at the chelsea theater and watch liar liar featuring jim carrey
0: what he just needed oh to like God. do a little just need to uh, unwind a little bit press a little bit yeah, he little yeah, bit. yeah. He
1: just he just did a whole lot he was drawn to the title he could connect to it yeah um, so this is something that I didn't realize even after I saw, I don't think they really talked about this part in the show, but on May 9th, he was in Pennsville Township, New Jersey, Ooh, like very South, that? very oh. South Jersey, I think. Um, and he stopped in at Fins Point National Cemetery, where he shot and killed 45-year-old cemetery caretaker William Reese.
0: What? Why? <laughs>
1: later that day when Reese did not return home for dinner his wife visited the cemetery to check on him oh, no. and she found that the office door was open and the radio was still playing inside so she called the police um, who then found William Reese who was shot in the head by the with the same pistol that Andrew used to murder David
0: at that also- point did they like connect them or yeah yeah Yeah.
1: um so uh, authorities believe andrew murdered williams simply for his 1995 red chevrolet pickup truck um which i feel like if you're running from the police like maybe a bright red pickup
0: truck isn't like not the 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 best option
1: but it didn't matter in the end. Um, I mean, he
0: also left his duffel bag with his name on it, so he's just <laughs> not known for making great choices. Yeah, yeah, that IQ, where is it? Yeah.
1: yeah. And there's also something, like, there's this book that, I didn't put this in here, but there was this book that was written by someone who, like, for the title, but part of it was like one of the biggest police flubs of all time. Like, there were just so many points where they could have caught him and just, like, didn't. Um, Something was like, Andrew was using the phone that was in the Lexus so like that's how they knew that like he was like bouncing all over these places and can confirm so it's like maybe if they figured that out or thought to check the phone records they could have been like Mm -hmm. closer behind or something
0: but imagine if this guy like wasn't as messy as he was too like he's giving the police like evidence at this point and they're still not really catching him imagine if he was like buttoned up Right? And
1: this is, like, it's not, I'm sorry, I said it was the late 80s. This is 1997.
0: Yeah. Also, like,
1: not that terribly long ago.
0: Mm. We were all alive.
1: Yeah. I was, don't want to talk about it. I was six. (laughs) I was six. I was a fresh six. You You're a kindergartner. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, kindergartner, first grade. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was still in diapers. Okay, my name's Rebecca and I'm young. (sighs) Sorry. I was also in diapers.
1: (laughs) I'm gonna go to the roof. Um, (laughs) This roof is too low. I'll go to work and jump. Uh, (laughs) Andrew used his truck to drive to Florida. He stopped in North Carolina on the way where he stole license plates and swapped them out for the ones on William's truck. So that also delayed police because they were yeah. looking for license plates. Didn't think that he would change them. Um, on May 12th, Andrew began staying at the Normandy Plaza Hotel in Miami Beach, Florida, where he paid. Guess how much he paid a night?
0: Mm, $50. Am I thinking high or low? I don't know what think. Th- I, don't I mean, inf- I would go low because inflation these days is a bitch. $80. $29 per night in cash. Yeah. Damn. Um,
1: on- <laughs> right? So he started staying there, right? May- that was May 12th. mind you. On June 12th, a full month later, he was officially listed on the FBI 10 Most Wanted Fugitives list. He what? killed
0: for that long
1: yeah he killed jeff in what april on april twenty seventh. so it took to june 12th for him to get on the most wanted list so all that time people could have been like looking for him you know Mm. people watch that
0: yeah
1: um so while the manhunt unsuccessfully focused on william reese's stolen truck that andrew was using Andrew somehow was able to hide in plain sight for over two months during this time Andrew even used his own name to pawn stolen items on July 7th so he was just like
0: like I and you know what's so interesting is that he had such a high IQ and is doing this to me like maybe he wants to get caught, uh, and they're just not catching him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, all right, let me let me try this. Let me try that. Yeah,
0: because he knows better. Like he's super smart. He know he would know yeah. better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, jeez. <laughs>
1: um. So on July fourteenth, seemingly out of money, Andrew checked out of his hotel without paying for his last night there. So the next day, around eight forty-five a.m. on July fifteenth. Andrew murdered 50-year-old Gianni Versace on the front steps of his mansion in Miami. Versace was returning home from a visit to the news cafe where he would often walk to to pick up magazines. He was shot twice in the back of the head and once in the left cheek with the same pistol Andrew used to murder David, David Madsen and William Reese. A witness actually pursued Andrew on foot but was unable to catch him as he fled into a nearby parking garage. Versace was pronounced dead at Jackson Memorial Hospital at 9.21 a.m.
0: Shout out to that one witness that tried right. to chase someone that just shot someone.
1: I mean, yeah. I'm going to say here and uh, try to help him.
0: Blacks yeah. yeah. Like, that's, that's amazing. I mean, going right. after someone with a gun. Yeah. 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 Brave.
1: So, responding police officers found William Reese's stolen vehicle in a nearby parking garage. It contained Andrew's clothes and clippings of newspaper reports about the earlier murders. They also found bloody clothing nearby. Hmm. So, on Wednesday, July 23rd, so this is like a week later, authorities surrounded a boathouse along Miami Beach in which Andrew had apparently been hiding in. The house was about two and a half miles from the Versace Villa but only blocks from Normandy Hotel where he had been staying. After a five-hour standoff, a SWAT team finally moved in. The police chief at the time said that they were like brought to this um, boathouse because a caretaker at a nearby house had heard gunshot, had heard a gunshot in the houseboat and called the police so after the standoff the police went in and it turns out they were out there for no reason because he was already dead he had yeah. um they had found the body of andrew inside he had committed suicide but the mystery of why he went on a killing spree remained baffling he did not leave a suicide no so police had been dying to talk with him about this spree right there were so many questions like why did yeah. you kill jeff why did you take david for two days you held him hostage and then days later killed him why why did he like okay you knew those two why did he torture and then murder lee yeah like his old guy just steal his car right
0: yeah Um, and then the guy in who worked at the graveyard yeah um, and like like, why why target
1: like a big celebrity like that right Mm -hmm. um but obviously he took his own life without leaving suicide notes so there was no way to really find out from him but there's obviously like a lot of speculation uh so andrew's motivation remains unknown but at the time of the murders there was extensive public and press speculation which (sighs) i think this was like a sign of the times kind of right like
0: yeah
1: gay men in this Time period people just assumed that they had AIDS or HIV, so like the news was like, "Oh, he found out he had HIV and went on a killing spree because he had nothing else to lose," but okay. an autopsy actually revealed that he was HIV negative. Not that I'm trying to like stand up for this guy, but it's just like the news reporters yeah. at the time were kind of like, yeah.
0: yeah yeah but also this man was a sociopath like that's all the evidence you really need there's no rhyme or reason why sociopaths do anything yeah
1: um and although it doesn't make sense to us Andrew, right there was a clear connection to his first two victims an ex-boyfriend and an ex-friend who were both on to him thought he was shady and up to no good plus the added suspicion of them being romantically involved like one can kind of see why he was a target of their attack of his attacks Um, and then when it came to Lee Miglin there have been many articles about um, how he was an older wealthy man so maybe it was like someone he had crossed paths with in the past but Lee was happily married to a woman at the time for like 35 years and his whole family says that there's no truth in that and they really believe that it was just like wrong place wrong time kind of thing Mm. um and then obviously it's clear that William Reese was killed just for his car. Uh, it was it. There was no connections ever made between the two of them. Yeah.
0: And, and then it's, a jo- it's a, also a job that like you're by yourself. So like you, yeah. no one would have been around.
1: And that just like shows his smartness too. Like I would never think like, oh, cemetery workers are by themselves. You know.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So and then as for Versace. Andrew had actually claimed that he had met Versace in the late in late 1990. Friends remember that Andrew often dropped Versace's name. Um, He told them the story that like they had come in contact in a San Francisco nightclub, and then ran into each other years later, or like later that year or something. And he said that um, it was when Versace was in town because he was designing costumes for the San Francisco Opera, and um An eyewitness recalled, or like one of Andrew's friends recalled, him smugly pleased that Versace seemed to remember him when they ran into each other at this nightclub. They said that Versace looked at him, and was like, "Oh, I know you," and Andrew was like, "Thank you for remembering," which is just like so weird. Yeah. And then another friend um told reporters this story that one day he was walking down the street and this big like. Hello? Hello? Okay, I'm recording.
0: I'm stopping at ShopRite. Kathy next door asked me to get orange juice. Do you need anything? Yeah, like
1: like a treat or something.
0: Like a sweet treat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alright, I love you, bye. Okay, bye. Make that three sweet treats. Mm. <laughs> I want a sweet, sweet treat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to start this part over okay <laughs> uh, so this this one is just like so weird to me like one i don't know how this guy had any friends or and i kind of think that yeah. like maybe because it was such a publicized case at the time that like people were coming forward to like insert themselves in and like totally right but his, yeah. he, he had one friend came forward and was like oh one time i was walking down market street which i think is san francisco um and he said this big white car pulled up alongside of him and inside was Andrew, Versace, and this like socialite at the time. And mm-hmm. Andrew called out and they had this conversation. And uh, the socialite responded to the article and he was like, that never happened. Like, I was, like, I was never in the <laughs> car with <laughs> Andrew. Yeah. Kermit. And Versace's family says that that didn't happen either. And like in the FX show, they I think it's the first episode they show them like meeting in like a similar situation of like the nightclub and then like they go out on a date or something but like not known if like it was supposed to be like this is what happened or like a delusional representation like Andrew's mind but either way like I think like like so many friends said that like he would always talk about Versace that it must have been this like fascination that he had with him all along oh yeah that, that just sense. yeah that just resulted in the murder of versace it
0: sounds like i don't know maybe he was like obsessed with him and like yeah to, like, like is you that know, like...
1: why he went to florida like was yeah, that, the he, end game that the whole reason or, yeah. yeah yeah was that like the whole plan and like the other people were just like you
0: maybe know? i don't know i don't know because it's like like you said like the first two were like personal yeah and then it ends with versace like i don't know yeah so strange
1: and then also like did he like you like you said Allie, like it sounded like he wanted to be caught and like no one was catching him so was he like oh let me go out with a bang for Mm. lack of better terms but like oh you want
0: it yeah, he wanted to kill those two people, and then he was like, "All right, well now let me get messy so I can get caught." Yeah, and then killed people like he didn't know. And yeah. then he was like, "You know what? I changed you still my mind. Aren't. You're you're still <laughs> not catching me. Let's do this." And that's I don't know. Yeah, Who knows it's just crazy. It? Like
1: I had I had I mean obviously I was little at the time, but I I I don't know if I actually remember. But like I growing up, I remember just like Versace was killed by a crazy man just like random yeah like random attack was it actually that random in the end i don't know but
0: it's yeah just so i so sad yeah that show really like i had no idea that it was more than just like a random attack on a celebrity until yeah. i watched that show
1: and there are sad things i don't know how are like factually true in the show but like they do a good job of making you feel really bad for like his victims like they like show how they met and it was a time like uh jeff was in the military so it wasn't okay to be gay yeah. in the military mm-hmm. i mean still not that great but um and they showed how, how like andrew really befriended him and like showed him it was okay to be who you are yeah. just to be so like this person who was like meant a lot to your like journey just bludgeons you to death you know yeah
0: sad. that's the- that's really sad yes well i mean not that i'm defending him in any way shape or form but like that's just how sociopaths like function they can't have any connection to people no matter how much you think that they do they just cannot and it's it's scary yeah like oh god
1: do you think we know any sociopaths not like true ones
0: wasn't there like a the quiz that we talked about taking that determined a psychopath
1: yeah there is one right we talked about that we well, never talked difference it though.
0: between a psychopath and a sociopath yeah let's do personally Google. i think sociopaths are way more dangerous because they're less predictable like psychopaths you know they're like crazy and manic but like sociopaths you you don't know what's happening in their mind or anything about what their thought process is personally
1: this so i just want like an easy to chart. like what
0: i don't yeah. want to say wait days. is there a buzzfeed quiz that'll tell you if you're a psychopath we <laughs> should request one are you a psychopath <laughs> yes or no <laughs>
1: it says doctors don't officially diagnose people as psychopaths or sociopaths they use different terms like antisocial personality disorder they have similar set of traits just just, i want like a venn diagram
0: yeah (laughs) you're telling me no one's made one of those okay here we go
1: sociopath makes it clear they do not care how others feel okay they behave in hot-headed and impulsive ways prone to fits of anger and rage recognize what they are doing but rationalize their behavior cannot maintain regular work in a family life can form emotional attachments but it's difficult that's like 100% him like right
0: yeah pushing his Mm -hmm. mom
1: against the wall like not caring doesn't care what he does to people and then psychopaths pretend to care they display cold-hearted behavior fail to recognize other people's distress they have relationships that are shallow and fake maintain normal life as a cover for criminal activity fail to form genuine emotional attachments and may love people in their own way.
0: Mm. okay. Mm. I also just read like psychopaths are psychopaths because of a genetic predisposition, but sociopaths get this behavior because of environmental factors. Oh interesting. I didn't I didn't know that.
1: And I will say like I didn't read anything about this, but in the FX uh, show. They implied some weird things with his dad
0: Ooh, um, like, I forget a lot of what happened in it. I think I only watched it once when it first came out
1: yeah it 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 was weird. They didn't like show anything, but it was not that I mean his father was like not a great dude mm, uh, yeah, but I'm sure that didn't help things
0: <laughs> but yeah, yeah he- that
1: was uh that's what I got for you guys
0: that was great you did a good job i'm happy to have had an influence on your decision
1: (laughs) so yeah we got two spree killings right in a row
0: all right sorry your time's the charm yeah i have no idea what i'm gonna do i'm not gonna do a spree killing though i guess i guess not i mean you can if you want don't be a sheep (laughs) i don't know i gotta i gotta do some research figure out what i want to do been a, i feel like it's been a long time since i thought.
1: i think i, I wrote so last week i wrote um in my notes like when i had this thought and i think i wrote darren chris versace murder because <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't remember the guy's name oh my god
0: <laughs> he was good in that i remember like i feel like people were nervous for him to be in it because he people knew him as like the guy from glee but i thought he did a pretty good job
1: yeah Mm -hmm. he's so good and he actually really looks like the guy i'll show you real quick yeah show
0: show Um, us the comparison and like you know there's those actors that you know them as one thing and then they can't be any other character ever because you just like know them as that i feel like that's how i feel about darren chris
1: yeah it was hard to see him like that
0: yeah
1: so, like, oh, uh, oh
0: is yeah, here,
1: yeah, because Darren Chris is also uh Filipino, which I did not know. I think his mom
0: is Filipino. I just remember like he did a really good job at like portraying like a someone who is like socially awkward, I feel like,
1: yeah, so that's the that's the um from the show yeah this is andrew
0: they do look pretty similar (laughs) They do the eyebrows
1: look schmidt from new girl was in it it was such a good cast
0: and the eyeballs the more i I look the more similar they are
1: (laughs) i don't know how to spell There was a lot of big names in this one. Sources for this episode include Harper'sBazaar.com, Biography.com, VanityFair.com, TownandCountry.com, Wikipedia, PopSugar.com, and CBSNews.com. Death chair.